You've tuned into all things fine and gentry with the connoisseur, French Thompson, where consistently we bring you ideas, concepts, and exposure to thoughtful content, lifestyle enhancements, and opportunities to improve yourself and those around you. Thank you for tuning in and taking your listen to this week's episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of All Things Fine and Gentry. This is the connoisseur French Thompson. Thank each and every one of you for connecting and uh, listening in today. Uh, don't take it lightly that you all have chosen to connect with us and uh, have been listening. And this is your first time. Welcome. If uh, you have uh, listened to us for a while, welcome back. Um, just grateful for each and every one of you all. So you all know that we're in our series. I'm going to hop right into it today because I'm excited about this episode and I'm sure you all are too. Uh, you know, we are in our series, Healthy for the Holidays, where we've been kind of connecting and talking about the holiday season and things that we need to do to be healthy and make it through. Uh, so we get out on the other side. We talked about rest. We talked about mental health, marriage, living single, two parts of that. But, you know, I couldn't go through the holiday season without talking to my man, Larry Vaughn. Larry, how are you? Man, I'm doing good. Oh, so right. good to be back. It's, I'm <laughs> glad to have you back. There have been people have been waiting and anticipating for the next iteration of lyrics and libations with Larry. And um, I got a little uh, uh, a cheeky uh, kind of subtitle for this. We're going to call it the Mule Tide Carols, you know, just a, a play on that. So for those that are tuning in, you kind of know one of the drinks we're going to be having here today. But we're going to kind of go through there. I'm on Zoom with Larry now. The last two times that we had lyrics and libations with Larry, he was uh, right in front of me. So we were able to kind of laugh and joke and um, and look at each other's expression as we uh, drank some uh, drinks for the first time. But. Uh, this time, uh, due to COVID and uh, about 3,000 miles separating us, we are here via um, via Zoom and uh, we're, we're connecting here. And uh, just to give you all a little, little tip, because we're going to talk a little bit about this in the new year. Uh, we're recording this a little late in the evening today, uh, just because, you know, we're both family men and all these things. Uh, but what makes it just a little bit extra here, beyond the three-hour time difference, is that uh, in the mornings, early morning, uh, Larry and I have been doing yoga. So we're about two weeks in mm -hmm. on yoga. Well, actually, by the time you hear this episode, we will be about three and a half weeks in on yoga. And um, we're getting up early. Yeah, together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're getting up yeah. early. Um, yes, we are. <laughs> Well, I mean, you are getting up early. I'm uh, getting up uh, <laughs> at a decent, <laughs> a decent hour over here. So, um, you know, that's been uh, it's been fun. It's, it's been, been fun. I mean, so been, some of y'all uh, like early. What does early mean? Well, we're three hours difference, mm. and so uh, for me to get up early enough that it does not conflict with his schedule, as he as he has to get his family together. Um, I'm up at four thirty a.m. So that he and I can connect at 7.30 a.m. his time. And we do about 30 to 45 minutes of yoga, which has been actually pretty good. I mean, I think uh, we're going to talk about yoga in the future. But just let y'all know, we're about to get it in. Um, 
probably uh, a little more sleepy than one should be as you are consuming some alcohol. But, you know, it's going to be a fun day. All right. You They'll tip later? us right on over. <laughs> Head on. And then we got to wake up in the morning and do their first day of intense, intense. yoga. So, intense uh, yoga. Yeah. We taking our, our um, we were beginners. Well, I've been doing it for three weeks. You've been doing it for two, yep. two weeks. So, and uh, congratulations to you. Thank you. You literally today completed two straight weeks, yep. according to um, your wife, Kat. <laughs> Uh, you haven't created a habit yet until you've created, until you've done it three straight weeks. 21 so, days. They say um, you got 21 days to, yeah. to create a habit. So, uh, All right. So they didn't call, they didn't tune in today to hear us talk about yoga. That's a, another one. That's so another one. Yeah. Let's, let's go ahead and uh, do what we came here for. Okay. All right. So. So, all right. So, so if you all remember last time we, uh, we, we drank, um, Larry had picked the, um, the, the libations the last two times. So it is my turn to pick. And so, um, because it's the holiday season, I said, Hey, let's, uh, I was, I was introduced to this type of trick a couple of years ago by some coworkers. Um, but we're going to try a, uh, uh, the first thing we're going to try is a mule. And so for those that don't know what a mule is, the, the original, I will call it, um, uh, the original mix or the original, yeah, the original mix or recipe is called a Moscow mule. And that's essentially using vodka, ginger beer, lime, and a very cold glass. And so uh, that's what we're going to get into today is first with the Moscow mule, and then we'll continue grooving uh, with the, another drink that uh, Larry had uh, recommended. So um, Larry, do you have your glass and your ice for this Moscow mule? So we not only just have a glass, That's true. we have copper yes. cups. Copper. And that is how it, it originally uh started. That um, is true. So so you can't you can't forget that. So you can't be talking about, you know, I got a Moscow mule and I'm drinking it out of a, a paper cup. Paper no. cup or highball. No, we, we got these copper. These copper cups and people are going to ask, OK, well, uh, what type of vodka are you all drinking? So there's tons of vodka out there, but we chose to go with Grey Goose today, uh, partially because Grey Goose is, is one of my favorites. My second favorite would be Kettle. You know what we should have done? What? You know what we should have done? We should have done the original. Yeah. Which they some, did it with Smirnoff. Some Smirnoff. That's they true. did it with Smirnoff. Yeah. But, you know, we, we have but, such a, a rich history with Smirnoff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, the statute of limitations oh. passed this, but, I mean, we were in high school and there was this liquor store down the street from our, our um, high school that did not card. And when we found that out, we went in there and bought a case of Smirnoff ice. And I mean, this was Smirnoff ice and like was, was starting what had just become popular Smirnoff yeah. ice, not Smirnoff the vodka. Yes. But Smirnoff ice, the, the, the uh, beverage. The beverage. Yes. And I mean, the three of us, me, you and Jay, uh, we, we killed that. And that was not. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> all right. So we have our copper mugs here. Um, we got some ice here that we'll uh, 
you know, be able to drain into it. And then the ginger beer uh, that we have, and I should have looked up how to pronounce this, but I think it's Bundaberg uh, ginger beer. It's actually Australian. And the reason we went with this is doing research, um, you know, pretty much they have tons of ginger beers out there that you could go with. Uh, but we went with one that was, you know, highly rated and um, most people can can connect with. So the thing about ginger beer is that it's just like infused with ginger. It's got everything in there. It's super strong. It's not ginger ale. It's it's and it's not a beer. I mean, I, I guess it is. a If you think about fermentation and everything, it has that part of it, but it's not alcoholic. So the recipe says you do a fourth of a cup of vodka, um, which is you know, roughly about two jiggers um, or a jigger or so, and then a tablespoon of fresh lime juice. So I just have a fresh lime over here. I'm going to squeeze a half a cup of chilled ginger beer and a lime wedge all on top of ice cubes. So I, if you all know, we don't really have a, um, we don't measure much here. And so I'm just going to pour this in. I measured. You measured? I absolutely measured. <laughs> I absolutely did. <laughs> because I, I feel like if we're going to do it right this time, like that is true. That is I mean, true. when we did the absinthe, when we did absinthe, we kind of we we measured the heck you know out of stuck that. to the yeah we there was no way that we was drinking that <laughs> just <laughs> yeah yeah if you want to hear um our take on the uh, absinthe um please please go, go back, back to, to that uh, go back to that episode. You, you, you know what? So we have a lot of international listeners on here. And um, that is a very popular episode with those that are in uh, Europe. And so <laughs> when you look at the analytics, it's pretty interesting, right? We have a lot of people that are, we haven't had any Polish folks, but we have a lot of people that are um, Austrian, French. Um, we have actually Russian, even though that's con considered Asia, but we have people that actually really like that episode. All right. So I'm squeezing my fresh lime juice in here. It's very aromatic. That's one thing about this drink. It's, uh, I mean, because vodka has a distinct smell. It's, it's, I don't want to call it, uh, sterile, but it's, it has this distinct smell unless you have some type of flavored vodka. Um, but it has a, uh, you know, the ginger beer really brings out the, the flavor there. So I've mixed mine. Have you mixed yours, Larry? I absolutely am done. All right. All right. Take a... Smells like lime and ginger. All right. Well, cheers, sir. Here we go. Cheers to you. Oh, yeah. I like that ginger opens up your... Um, Focus up your sinuses there. It's actually pretty good. Let me tell you what I should have done. What happened? I should have added more vodka. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. All right. So now there are several variations of mules that you can do. So you could do um, a Kentucky mule which is bourbon, ginger beer, lime, et cetera. You can do what they call a, a Mexican mule or a Mexicali mule, which is mixing a tequila. Uh, you can do a, what they call a gin, gin rummy mule, which is gin. Essentially, it's very simple. It is your liquor, 
with ginger beer, uh, some lime, and a copper mug, and you're good to go. So um, we'll probably later on in this holiday season dig into the Kentucky Mule because, you know, if you don't know yet, Larry and I keep a nice stash of bourbon sitting in the liquor cabinet. So, all right. So as we're sipping this, people are wondering, what are we really going to do in regards to the uh, the lyric side of this while we're sipping our libations? And then uh, midway through, we're going to uh, tilt over to our second uh, drink because you just can't do just one. So, all right, Larry, will you tell us? Uh, <laughs> Not for the holiday season. No. I mean, so part of this, thank you. This is good. The reason that we're, we're kind of going down this path, because, I mean, this is healthy. You got to be a healthy drinker during the holidays as well. But a part of really, it, is that what we're going to say? <laughs> is that how you're going to is that how you're going to connect it? <laughs> I'm just saying, right. Oftentimes, some people overindulge in the holidays in all types of things. Right. Be it uh, presence, be it uh, feeling that you have to do too much to be able to connect with people and see people all the time. Or be it uh, with your whatever your vice is, be it food, uh, alcohol, all those types of things. And so you want to be a healthy drinker during the, during the holidays. But you, you during the holiday season, there's so many drinks that you can have that are, I will call it, um, that are, are unique to the holiday season or seasonal. Seasonal. Yeah, they're, they're seasonal. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So like eggnog, spiked eggnog. You have a lot of mules. You got hot toddies. You have ciders. Ciders. Yeah, you got the ciders. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what, what, if you're going to enjoy the holidays, you have to put it in this cup, in this this mule cup, at least. Uh, and one thing about the mule cup, right, this copper, is that it's uh, insulating. You, you leverage the uh, the insulating properties of copper, which allows for your drink to stay very cold for an extended mm-hmm. period of time. Um, it, I, we should have did some research on why the, uh, I did. Oh, with, okay. I absolutely did. All right. Yeah. I'm so, um, so the, this Moscow mule actually came about because, uh, two of the founders were, weren't doing well at all. Uh, they were struggling really, uh, where you had uh, yeah. So you had, uh, John Morgan who, um, and his people, uh, they made the ginger beer. And uh, then John Martin, who uh, his company had uh, purchased the Smirnoff vodka. And during the 1930s, 1940s, you know, vodka is in Russia. So it wasn't doing well here because, you know, during that time, you know, it was beers, whiskey, uh, bourbon was just really starting to uh, uh, rise up. So uh, they weren't, uh, it, it wasn't vodka was not popular at all. So it, it didn't do well. So you're thinking like, hey, you know, Smirnoff is a very successful company, uh, but really it was not successful wow. from the beginning. Um, and so then uh, they, uh, they met up and so they, you know, started coming up with recipes. Now, here's the thing. Okay. Um, John Martin is, is supposed, is saying that he's the creator. But when you are the manufacturer, <laughs> most of the time, <laughs> you are not creating this stuff. Right. So uh, one of the bartenders from his um, his company, because uh, he had a successful uh, bar in California. Okay. Um, so it's kind of a little discrepancy, but it, it, it is not a discrepancy about uh, John and uh, John Morgan and the, the two Johns, John Morgan 
and uh, John Martin. Now, the Copper Cup, uh, it came about because um, uh, I can't think of the lady's name. She uh, had uh, she came over from Russia. OK. Um, and uh, she was unsuccessful. Her father made these cups and was unsuccessful again here in the States. Uh, she went around selling them uh, and trying to, uh, uh, you know, make a market off of this, you know, create a market. Like like for, for, regular, was for, for regular drinking or for alcohol? <clears throat> just just period. Wow. You know, here these copper cups. Her, her father made it. You know, man, I mean, if you could put uh, water in it, listen, she's yeah. going to give it to you so she can make some money. Um, and so uh, at this time in, in 1941, she walks through the door as the two Johns are trying to make this cocktail. And, um, and it, it not only did the, the cocktail, uh, the Moscow mule, um, become successful, uh, but they added to this, you know, this cup, which like you said, it's insulated. So it keeps it colder. Um, it also, uh, it enhances the flavor and the aroma. Mm. Right. And so, um, and then, uh, so it wasn't until a couple of years later where they came up with Moscow Mule uh, because uh, a Moscow Russia, right. and then Mule. Here's the here's the crazy thing I'm because the ginger beer gives the cocktail a kick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> uh, this, is, this is like late I, night drinking. And you I, I guess during, I guess during that time, like they got a kick out of that. Oh, I made it funny. Ha ha ha. No, uh, <laughs> like I, I'm just like okay. So when I was doing my research, I was just like okay, whatever. You know, it's just one of those things. We find it, you know. That's funny. A little I'll, humor. I'll at it. Yeah, I mean, as as they're mixing this, and I'm sure they probably were like three or four, maybe five in, and was like, <laughs> I think we could. I think we should call this a mule, you know, like it's a kick. The ginger gives it a kick, you know, like, like you said, that, that ginger, uh, not ginger real, right. But, uh, ginger beer. Um, and, and, and you know that a lot of this stuff isn't really from the ginger root. Really? Yeah. Like if you look at ginger ale, like, you know, how they say, um, you know, ginger ale, you know, well, in in our culture, yeah, it's you know it's ginger ale cures some type of ginger flavor versus gin. Yeah, it's it's a ginger flavor and not the ginger root itself. Hmm. Yes, so that, that's a interesting fact that I picked up. And and I, like once again, in our culture, ginger ale is anything ginger is a root for all medication and everything. Your stomach hurts. Get some ginger. Get some bread. sliced ginger. Boil some ginger. Ginger tea. Lemon ginger no, tea. No, we're getting we're getting ginger real. See, here you go. See, this is what happens when you hey. move to Riverside, California. Oh, come on, and, you know stuff like that. No, yeah. I'm saying, but you're right. You're right. Your stomach hurt. You want an airplane. You need a bird. All this type of stuff. You get some ginger ale, and then if you you got people who have their own, um, I would say preferences on ginger ale. You get people who are. Um, I won't call them bougie with ginger ale, but it's like, oh, I'm only going to drink Verner's or Canada Dry or Seagram's. Yeah, I'm only drinking Canada Dry. I'm only drinking Canada Dry. Have you tried yeah, Verner's? Yeah. No, no. Verner's is, is, is great. <clears throat> yeah, Verner's is great. But I mean, do we consider that a ginger ale? Don't tell the Detroiters that. 
Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really not sorry. All right. Still. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. We would say, all right, at the same time, let's, let's go to uh lyrics. So let's talk about, um, you know, every episode we like to uh, either introduce, a, you know, not either, but we like to introduce a playlist. Right. But in my household, as I was growing up, yes, you have, you know, you have the popular, you know, uh, Christmas standards. Mm-hmm. One, let's say this, I'm not a big Christmas guy. I really know Christmas music guy. I'm not a big Christmas music guy. Like, actually, Christmas music kind of irritates me a little bit. Because you know, they play because, it too I, much? I mean, like it's overplayed or what? No. I mean, like, what can you do? I mean, like, out of, you know, you can try to be as creative as you oh, want. But and there's, not, you're there's really, not a lot of creativity you can do with it. It's just the same. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's the same wherever you hear it. You know, like, I was listening to a uh, a standard of Carol of the Bells. But then, you know, it's the same thing. You can put a spin on it, but you still hear the same melody. In it and you listen i'm I, you know it just it just never does anything for me okay that's my tangent so you have the um you know the different uh popular ones like the nat king coles and yeah um you know it, it's just now mariah carey you know, we won't get on mariah carey okay hey, so hey, hey, hey. fun fact she just fun released fact, fun fact fun fact on mariah carey all Please. i want for christmas I, I, I hope right so that song right so she gets the royalties on it. And ultimately, on average, she gets about five, uh, pretty much 500000 to 750000 just off of that song in the Christmas season because it is streamed and played so much. I wish everybody could see my face because I'm <laughs> clearly rolling my eyes. Can you, and she just I, got and she just and she got a special. I, I know, know she, she got a special a movie. Half a meal to it's three crazy. quarters of a meal off of one song because it is played all the time. Like it has become ubiquitous with, with Christmas, just like uh Nat King Cole, Carol of the Bells, yes. all that type of stuff. Just like the temptation silent night. So um <laughs> With what we have for our listeners right. in the Vaughn household as I was growing up, it was not Christmas. Okay. Unless we are playing this album. Okay. And this album, you don't just play this album one time and then go to other albums. Right. No. This album is on repeat. So I remember as I was growing up. We riding in the car during the winter time. My father would always like to ride with his windows down, and my brother in the back, my really? brother and I in the back, bundled up, <laughs> freezing. I mean, like nobody's business. But when we heard this album, it, I mean, from A to the B side, it kept going and it kept playing he, he, for the Christmas. He's bringing it back with an A and the B side. I'm just saying. Yeah, see, cassette tapes, okay? Yep. When you're in the house, you play it. When It's like, that's that's all you hear. You know it's Christmas <laughs> when this album is played. So I did not want to um, uh, create a playlist. Right. I wanted to be selfish, and I wanted it to be about me. And I wanted to play The Temptations, Give Love at Christmas, which is their number one selling Christmas album, because they have two Christmas albums. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's Christmas season. (laughs) 
how I learned how to use my falsetto. That's good. We're gonna let it rock for a little bit. in the background a little bit i just refreshed my meal if you all heard something drop in the background it's because apparently i'm butterfingers this evening but um oh i need to squeeze some more lime in here All right, so you talked about riding in the car with your dad and your brother. What other memories do, does this album kind of bring to you as you uh, think about the Christmas season? Uh, so uh, what I know about the Christmas season is that, um, you know, how you try to create traditions. Yeah. Um, so one of the tr- traditions was uh, when we, um, not traditions was, terrible English. <laughs> um, when we um, uh, picked up the um, uh, the tradition of trying to, uh, of, of doing our Christmas tree, mm. my grandmother would come over. Nice. Um, and uh, my, grand- my grandmother and grandfather would come over and um, we would play. We will play one of the greatest Christmas songs ever. Which is? Off of this album. Which is, are you ready for this? I'm ready. It's actually my favorite. It's actually my favorite track. Okay. Christmas Every Day. All right. Listen, Here we go. Listen, I, I can't do bass. I'm not a bassist, but we would try it. And listen, it's the thing. When you hear it. Here it is. <laughs> Give him a fight part. Now that it is Christmas time, if you say you now that it be is Christmas time, and if you be mine, it would be Christmas every day. As you see, it's one of my favorites, okay? I mean, your <laughs> people are listening. <laughs> I even started this tradition uh, with uh, with my kids. Really? Um, yeah, this year I went and bought the vinyl. Um, nice. And nice. So I, I played on the vinyl, you know, and so like Olivia Grace, she, she just like starts to dance. And so I have to play this record over and over again for her. Nice. Like it's no pause. Like it has to, if it stops, she's like, daddy, daddy. And she's pointing. So... Uh, this is something not only uh, that I am a tradition that uh, um, 
when I was growing up, but this is something that I, I want my um, young people to kind of, you know, get with. And, nice. Uh, keep nice. it going. All right. So you shared your your Christmas memories of things that you do, obviously uh, riding with your dad back when you were younger and then the Christmas memories that you're kind of starting. Uh, one of the ones that I remember uh, always with my family, uh, we we never got an artificial tree. We always got a real tree. And I remember going to the Christmas tree lots and trying to find the right one, shaking it out a little bit, looking at it around. And so once we uh, strapped that thing to the top of the car and brought it back home uh, and decorated the tree, one of the, uh, it's going to be kind of cheesy, but one of the things that we always did when we were growing up is that after we decorated the tree and it was all lit up, we sang, oh, Christmas tree to the tree. Don't really? look at me sideways. Yes. It was a no, random all these years. A, I didn't know that. Yeah, a random Thompson thing. So that even we did. so even so even in even in high school, you was like even when you was like it, a senior in high school. It, it was which, it, you were always it was, almost a grown man. This is it lit, this was the the uh, the process the uh, ritual in the Thompson household was to um, get the tree all decorated. Um, everyone had their own ornament. I can't remember what my, my sister's ornament was, but I have a, a black Santa Claus that I've had forever. And so everyone gets to put their last ornament on after you decorate the tree, put the star on. And at the end of it, you play Oh Christmas Tree. And then we sing Oh Christmas Tree. Um, and we only sing one uh, stanza because nobody knows the rest of the words. But we would sing that and that that would be the... Uh, the the thing in the Thompson household. It's I'm glad because I would only get through <laughs> Oh Christmas Tree, Oh Christmas Tree. No, it's How Lovely Are Your Branches. How Lovely Are Your Branches. Here we go. There you know is. what that made me think of? What? How lovely <laughs> is thy dwelling place. Yes. But yeah. Verdi's Ger uh, German, German Requiem. You know, that's my one of my favorite choral pieces. Like if I am um, looking for a good choral piece, uh, it's a it's the the German record. This is random. We might have to do a lyrics and libations on uh, classical choral music. I already know what my favorite is. All right, all time. I got two. All right, but yeah, that that that'll be a good one. That would be a good. And one. I mean, we have to find a a classic beverage that goes with that. We would. So either some wine. And you know, it would or have some... to be vodka. No, it would have to be vodka. We have to do some research on what the Austrians and Germans were drinking, you know, in the early 1700s, 16, 1700s. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. What's the next song that we have going on here? Now, let's go to everybody's classic. Okay. When you hear this song, it does not matter whether you are in our area listening to uh the top we what is the top 93.9 and 95.5 and 96.3 mm -hmm. uh in baltimore is 92.3 you know in the over here on the east coast it, it does not matter whether you're listening to your hip-hop channel it does not matter whether you're listening to your gospel channel yep it does not matter whether you're listening to the classical channel <laughs> whether, whether you're listening to the oldies but goodies channel when you hear this song all right and you hear the beginning, you automatically start to sing. 
it is th probably the most one of the most popular Christmas standards. Period. You talked about Mariah Carey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> DJ, drop that track, "Silent Night." Here we by go. The Temptations. Tell me that you don't want to go in your falsetto. Oh, right yeah. Here. Oh, yeah. But my wife tells me I can't do falsetto. It was the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring. It's killed it. Not right there. What? In my mind. Right there. See? I want you to be free. Turn it down. Let me say this. Can you start turning it down, please? <laughs> I, I gotta say this. Turn, turn this down. Turn this down. Even in church, when you hear Silent Night, <laughs> you go to this version. <laughs> it does not matter. When you hear Silent Night, when you're gonna sing Silent Night, this is the version. You right? I know for our culture. I mean, it's great. It's Everybody's singing it in this falsetto. Like one, one Just thing, like this. one thing I would love to do some research on is uh, how did they come with come up with this arrangement, right? Like to be able to just—I mean, it, it isn't an, a departure from the song, right? From from literally the hymn, but the mm -hmm. the way that they just. Uh, sing it and put the passion into it and give the different layers of the uh, of the group in it right you have literally when you start out the falsetto immediately with the bass right but the just essentially stretching your listening ears and then the falsetto just kills it throughout most of this song <clears throat> and then I mean it's just it's a classic and you got to think about, you know, you wonder if when they recorded it, if they thought to themselves, yeah, dude, we did it. If Barry Gordy was like, that's gold right there. You got to You got to wonder. You know what I mean? But, you know, most of the stuff that is that is that's put out there, they don't I bet you they thought it was something else that was that was going to be the hit on that record. Mm because they because what they did was it's on the last one uh which was um that they recorded in the 70s christmas card mm. and uh they put it back on this one uh on which was uh released uh 1980. Can okay. you believe that was only uh three years before we were born yeah so <laughs> yeah this is 1980 you're getting, right yeah we're, we're getting old um and um so and they extended it you know, really? which is the so yeah. So I I don't think you know they thought that this one was going to be the one. I mean, listen, they named it, you know, the title track. Yeah, you know, but it's, the title track. Like ain't, ain't no, ain't no. Yeah, yeah, but I I don't think they knew that this was going to be. I mean, you you can play this Thompson <laughs> outside of its season. Of oh yeah, Christmas, and it's still a classic, and it. 
and it's still a classic. Yep. You know, a Nat King Cole, you know, Nat King Cole, you like, all right, it's Christmas season. Man, you can play this at any time and it'll break. It'll stop everybody in their tracks. It will. And they'll imitate it. It could be dead <laughs> summer, 150 degrees <laughs> outside, and they are going to break down and sing in falsetta or try to do the baseball. Hey, listen to this right here. Yeah, man. That's a classic. That's a classic. That's a classic right there. All right. All right. <clears throat> so we're about uh, midway or so through this. Um, we, we, we do have a second uh, libation that we want to kind of indulge in yes. here. Um, yes, we do. If, I ain't gonna lie. We, we've been um, muling this thing up most of this time. And um, I ain't gonna lie. This is uh, <clears throat> feeling quite well, but we have some more in here. So, uh, Larry, will you, will you introduce us to what our next uh, uh, libation is? Uh, our next libation, which uh, Thompson, uh, you know, French, uh, all, Mr. All Things Fine and Gentry. Yeah. Um, we have, if you know and have been a avid listener, you know that he is a Jack Daniels connoisseur. I am. So um, it, it's only uh, fitting that he decided to choose uh, our next drink uh, for the season. So we're doing a seasonal one. Yep. Uh, Jack Daniels Winter Jack Tennessee Cider, um, which was first released in 2012. That um, that new, so, huh? Yeah, but still not that new, but still old. You yeah, know, I mean, like eight years. But um, what's so crazy is upon, you know, me reading on it, um, you can they they are suggesting that you serve it many different ways. Cold, you serve it hot, you serve it room temperature, you serve it as a cocktail, um, you serve it as uh, a way to help you medicate, you know. Um, <laughs> Medicaid. It's, it's so many. <laughs> yeah, what, what we call it? hot toddies. Put it in the hot toddy. All you right. Know? Um, what's, so um, uh, now let let's give a disclaimer. Okay. You have never tried it. I have, but not. this is something which, that. Which but is this weird. is something that is a staple for me. In the seasons, I at least get two to three bottles. Okay. Um, a season, and and they literally only sell it. This is not one of those things where you're talking about seasonal and because it, it um, becomes so popular that they continue to sell it through, you know, no, this is like literally seasonal. Um, and it's now sold uh, in all 50 states. 
Mm. Um, and that didn't happen until about uh, 2014, 2015. They actually uh, took their time to uh, release it. It was it was uh, released in uh, they they did uh, uh, in New Hampshire first. So, so it's um, crazy. So was it a in your research that you did? It was a reason. <clears throat> excuse me. Was there a reason that they decided to make this Tennessee cider, or you know, how did it come about? Well, they they have um, uh, if you if you notice that they all they always try uh, they always have different lines. Yep. Um, they always are experimenting. That's mm-hmm. one thing. One of the things I do like about Jack Daniels, they are not um, that company is not afraid to. They aren't. They um, aren't experiment and stretch out and to try. And if it fails, you know, it kind of it just fails. But um, they're stuck. I don't know why they chose New Hampshire. Um, uh, but. They started in New Hampshire, then it spread out and kept going and kept going. Um, so, um, yeah, okay. I, I'm tired of talking. Let's just go no. Ahead. Here we go. Um, so, so um, <clears throat> one one thing to to add to this is that, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, one one, I am a Jack fan. I grew up on Jack. We talked about that on the first episode. So I'm I am opening this up. It is. Cider, it smells like cider, tastes like cider. Um, and and uh, we're going to pour it in my, my second cup here. But one, one interesting thing about Jack uh, that's happening right now is that they have um, their master distiller, uh, Jeff Arnett, um, has, has retired, has stepped down from being the mas- master distiller of uh, Jack Daniels. He was there for 20 plus years. I literally have glasses. Um, uh, with his signature on them. I mean, he's, he's essentially the taste that we have had uh, for essentially our drinking life has been curated by this man. And you have two things when you come to a distillery. You have a master distiller and a master blender. And so the master blender, right, is the person that ensures that as you are blending uh, different barrels and casks of, uh, of liquor, that they all taste the same regardless of what goes out. But the master distiller is the person that comes up with the recipes. So you think about this Tennessee, sty- Tennessee cider. Uh, uh, Jeff Arnett was the person that essentially put his thumbprint on it and said, we are good to go with this. And he has uh, he has stepped down, um, retired from being the master distiller at uh, Jack Daniels. And they, they have uh, selected a, a new person, Chris Fletcher, um, uh, who who Chris has been there for a while um, at at Jack Daniels and things like that, but it's interesting from it. So, all right, so we're gonna uh, sip this, and if you don't mind, Larry, I would love to um, to uh, be able to to share my um, my favorite uh, song for Christmas. I know we're we're listening to the Temptations, but I do have a a favorite song that um, that is, uh, I would say, something that that brings it brings this thing to mind for me in regards to uh, in regards to to the Christmas season while we're sipping this uh, this uh, winter Jack here, and um, well, we'll kind of we'll kind of go from there if you don't mind. All right. Listen, as long as it's not a what was the song you said. Uh, <laughs> what song? Oh, Carol the Bells. 
one you and your family? Oh no, what's the one you Christmas and your family tree, did? Oh, Christmas tree. <laughs> if you it, it's now, not gonna be did that. y'all do the um okay. All, All right. right, here we go. So we're going to sip this for the first time. This is me sipping for the first time. Larry has had this before, but here we go. We should have noted we sip this neat. Any liquor we, besides mixed drink, we do straight. It's, uh, it's neat. Oh, this is tasty. Now, please know that they, um, that they suggest, they or they, they suggest um, that it's best served warm. Mm. Um, but as you all know, you know me. I I like my neat. Yeah. Um. It has not gone in the refrigerator. Yep. Um. You can put it in the refrigerator or fridge or ice box, depending on where you are from. Um. So it is. It is ice actually box. room temperature. Who still says um, ice yeah. box? Uh. Listen. You never know from what region. <laughs> That's I mean, true. Some people's. That is true. We, we are. Say we, pop. Some people still say pop. All right, so it says made yeah, with so, original Jack Daniels, serve, best served warm when it's cold, and share with friends and family. Which literally, so what, you, you, so what are your thoughts? It's good. I mean, it's it's fifteen percent, right? It's thirty proof, so it's not it's not anything in there, but it does taste like a taste like mm. a good cider. I would not mind. Mm-hmm. So there's a uh, out here in California, they have some apple orchards. We can get some fresh cider. I wouldn't mind spiking this with some fresh cider. Um, yes. and, and heating it up and just going from there. So I'm sipping it. I mean, literally just, it smells like apple cider and tastes like it. And so, um, and that's, and that's the great thing about it is that it does not, um, it's not too sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually tastes like apples. Yep. It, it, um, it's, it's good. It's, it's a good blend. I, I and, like it. And, and, and you, you, and, Jack Daniels did not. Um, I feel like it did not sacrifice its taste. Okay. Um, because you still you still taste the oh yeah, you can taste uh, the, the Jack underlining man. taste is still Jack Daniels. It's still yep. Jack. So um, yeah, but you know how you have these different flavors that um, you know you know nowadays the the new thing is is flavors. Yeah. So they, which which um, I will say in regards to flavored. Uh, liqueurs or uh, especially Jack. I am not a fan of the Honey Jack. I feel it's too I sweet. I can't stand it. Yeah, but I, but but you know what? That's actually um, it's either um, just regular Jack or it's Honey Jack, and a lot it's very. It, it's popular. their it's their highest selling. Yeah, second to Jack is their highest selling, which is crazy. But all that being said, all right. So this is my favorite. I will I would love to share with okay. you, and Let's the go. reason. <laughs> The reason it is, so um, another tradition that we have in the Thompson household, and this is not Team Thompson, Catherine and I, but uh, Thompson household with with my parents, uh, beyond singing Oh Christmas Tree, is watching the movie um, Christmas Vacation by National Lampoon with uh, Chevy Chase. But one of the songs that is played about midway through the movie when... um, his name is Clark Griswold. Uh, Clark gets uh, stuck in the attic and he finds some old movies and stuff like that is a song by Ray Charles called That Spirit of Christmas. And I just want to share this, like when it comes to Christmas for me, The Temptations Christmas is like number one, right? Silent Night, you hear that, it rocks. Um, Donny Hathaway, you know, Nat King Cole, 
Like all of those things are are right there. But this song, like it brings it brings it home for me. So I'm gonna play it, let you guys listen to it, and then uh, we'll go from there, and then we'll close this out. Here we go. Christmas is the time of year For being with the ones we love Sharing so much joy and cheer What a wonderful feeling Watching the ones we love Having so much fun I was sitting by the fireside Taking a walk through the snow Listening to a children's choir Singing songs about Blessed way that he came to offer us. Why can't it remain? Oh, Ray just has this this rawness to his voice. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, it just. It just, it, it does it for me. Like, I mean, I don't want to be sentimental, but it's, it's, it's the holidays time. Um, and uh, it just, it, it does that for me because it, it brings back memories of um, my family. Like legitimately, we, um, we, we've sit, we sit down, we enjoy it. We, laugh at the ridiculousness of that movie but that that album like i legitimately went and bought the album um because it it just it means something right and i think that's what the holidays are about right being able to reflect and connect and um and remember uh what what Christmas is about, right? And and I think that's that's so important um, for us to, I, I, I guess, to remember why we do what we do, why it's important, um, and and kind of go from there. So that, that that's my thing, and and that whole album is awesome. He got little drummer boy on there, all these different things, and um, it's just a solid album. Is, is classic Ray Charles, his um, his gruff, you know, the raspiness in the voice, uh, and and it kind of goes from there. So that that's 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 so, me. So give me something. Let Go me ahead. let me ask you this. So so we're we're here. Um, one thing I know about your um, your family is that you all are um, very intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the things that um, I you you've talked about. I've I have witnessed. Yeah. Um, and not only have I witnessed, I have um, or experienced, 
but I have also um, taken, you know, from that. Yeah. Um, how intentional you all are. Um, and not just around the seasons um, or, you know, Christmas time, but just in general. Right. Um, what things are in during this season? What traditions are you intentional about? Because mm. you have young people. Yeah. Now. Yeah, that's good. That's, um, that's a good question. What 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 traditions or what things or, you know, what, what no. What things are you trying to be intentional about to create them to or to make them as traditions um, with your young people? Uh, with my, I call them monsters. So if you ever <laughs> yeah, hear me, my monsters. Um, <laughs> um, if you ever hear me address my monsters, we have uh, French who is uh, who is now six. Yep. And we have Rebecca who is four. Right. Three. Um, so she's almost four. Three. Eight. She. She'll tell you that she's four because you know she yeah, but, she, but she 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 don't yeah. want to be young okay. no more. Right. So um, what are you being intentional about uh, around this holiday season? So uh, so it's, 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 it's very funny you very ask that. People. Yeah, yeah. It's very funny you ask that. So uh, today, actually, I, I just want y'all to know y'all can't see, but um, this sparked it. This sparked something <laughs> in him. He sat up in his chair. It doesn't matter how full he is or, you know, this Jack or the, the Moscow's are kicking in. This what kicks in is is, is uh, things like this. So um yeah go ahead go ahead Thompson. so actually today um the day that we recorded this we put up our christmas decorations uh outside and inside and we we decorated the tree um but uh you know one of the things they were very excited about decorating and doing all these things and so um one of the intentional things i'm trying to do is include them in so much of like the whole process so they, you know, we got the things out of the garage. There's no attics here in California. So we got the things out of the garage and, uh, or basements uh, for that matter, earthquakes, et cetera. So I got all of the, the tubs out of the garage and they helped carry them in and set them out, opened up the boxes, um, got all of the ornaments out. And, you know, I allow for them to, you know, step by step, you know, we have an artificial tree right now, which we've had for a while because, when we have, we have young kids, you have no idea how they're going to treat a real tree. So we have an artificial mm-hmm. tree, so I help that allow for them to open up the branches and to kind of spread it out. But really, just like decorating the tree is a big thing that I'm trying to be intentional about, so they can get into the mood, into the excitement of Christmas that that they are a part of it. Um, and we play Christmas music through it. Now we played, I would say, uh, new Christmas music, um, relatively new. So we play some CeeLo. We played um, uh, PJ Morton. We played, you know, a couple of other artists that have some Christmas albums that are called it younger. Um, and then Kids Bop Christmas because you can't do anything without Kids Bop. Um, and so, you know, I don't believe I don't believe that. No, nope, I've <laughs> never played Kids Bop in <laughs> ever. So I'm sorry about that. <laughs> and no, I, I hear you. I mean, Kids, sorry, kids Bop. They sorry, some- monsters. They got some interesting stuff in there. Um, hey, listen, I, I have nothing against it. I'm just saying that it's just, you know, I, I feel like it's like a watered down beverage. You might as well play <laughs> smooth jazz for them. But, you know, okay, keep going. All right. I mean, le- legitimately, it is a, a, a watered down beverage, right? I mean, it is. It's it a is. Kids, kids. kids version. It's of- a mocktail. You know what that is? That's a mocktail. <laughs> 
It's a daiquiri. That's what it is. It is a virgin daiquiri. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, we had we had to make them laugh sooner or later. No, that's that's. I mean, that's an excellent uh, analogy. So, all right. Um, yeah. So that's one of the things I'm doing. Uh, is you know, everyone is be a part of it, right? That we are. Uh, nobody decorates the lawn. This isn't just dad you know, pulls out the tree, does all this stuff, and you all just come around and look at it. But we are a part of it. Now, are we going to do old Christmas tree? Probably not. But I do hope to kind of get that that uh, process in there. And the last thing that we do, that we've done for the last, I would call it two years, is hang the stockings. So everyone has their own stocking that they picked out, and we hang the stockings over the fireplace. So what about you? Uh, the traditions we do, um, I am, you know, you kind of stepped on my toes. Mm. I'm that dad that just pulls out everything right. and says, you know what, y'all just go for it. Um, I've always been that individual. I find joy in, uh, the family finding joy in decorating. That's good. Um, so I like to sit back and just allow them to decorate, you know, whatever you feel, whatever you want, you know, go ahead. I know my dad would, we would normally, I told you about a tradition that um, as growing up, we would, my grandmother and my grandfather would come over and we would um, decorate the tree. And then my father would go behind us and, you know, redecorate, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the bulbs might be in one area and he would go back and spread it. Uh, no. He's very, my father is very anal about the, the, the Christmas tree. tree. Even to this day, even to this day. Hey, um, so, so, so we did. So I did. I, I went back because, I mean, my daughter, like she's three and she's probably all of, you know, two and a half foot tall. So all of her bulbs and stuff are literally on the first rack of, of, uh, of branches there. Um, so I went back and kind of, you know, adjusted them, but I did tell, uh, Catherine today, I said, you know, we're probably at the age now to have multiple trees where you have the main tree, um, and then a tree for the kids that they can just, you know, put whatever on there. Uh, because in school and stuff, every year. Oh make- yeah, I'm not doing that. No, I'm I'm interested. I, yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, no, 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 we're not doing that. No, you, no, but I think you, I, I, I get that, but you also want to be careful. And I think the word that you use, what I, I, I think was great, was just adjust. Because yeah. knowing you, you don't take it too far around. Yeah, you know, no, my father no. would redecorate. <laughs> Okay. Matter of fact, he was decorating the tree himself. Um, So um, I'm sorry to interject. No, no, it's actually, it's it's very interesting because one of the things that you have said before um, is that it would be interesting to get our fathers on the podcast to kind of talk about their, their fatherhood journey and the way that they um, were intentional about different things. And so I think it would be interesting to do a, a, a four-part, uh, four-part, but it'd be, you know, have us and then our fathers on, which coincidentally. You're, we, actually, you're actually putting this on the podcast. I'm, I'm putting this on the podcast. Yes. I'm putting this on the Thank podcast. Thank you. So that, may, so that means it has to be done. But, Thank you. Our all things fine and gentry family, you're hearing it first. <laughs> Um, I sent this man a text message about this two months ago, and now you're here again. It's the mule. Meaning. It's the Moscow it's mule. It's the mule. It, is it? It's not the the uh, winter jack. It's both. 
quite honestly, I'm looking at both of these. But classes. you know what? You know what's so crazy is the fact that um, so so what we are actually also not actually, but what we are also doing is we are also uh I think dispelling is the word. Okay. Um, we're throwing throwing away the myth that you don't mix light. Oh, that is true. That that is definitely true. Jack is dark. Whoever is taught light. us that is so accurate. I mean, inaccurate because Are I don't sure? think they ever had a LIT. I don't think they've ever had a Long Island IC because in Long Islands, you have just about any and everything. Hey, man. See, you about to, we can't, we can't go extended on this, but no. my history, I have a long history with Long Islands. So, yeah, it's probably bad. It's, it's probably, probably bad. bad. All right, all right, so, all right. So, so to close so this out, so let's go back. Close this out. You yeah. have, I know you have one more. You always have, well, not just one, but you have multiple uh, songs that, that are always uh, top of mind for you. But um, if, if we were to close this out, what would be the last song that you want to play uh, and kind of give us a little bit about it? And, and then we'll, we'll sip and, and let the, the audience uh, hear it on the way out. First of all, this is a, a classic movie mm. or a classic, uh, we call it a show or series. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's also just a class, it's a classic jazz standard. Yes. It's a, it's a classic Christmas standard. Mm. It's, <laughs> I mean, it, it fits under so many, um, if you know, uh, uh, all things fine and gentry, I think, um, it combines all walks of life. It does. And I, I feel like this song combines um all walks of life you try to fit it under you can you I, when i think of french i think of you you can't just fit it under one umbrella that that's why um, we call it all things fine and gentry right so when i think of this song you can't just say like it's temptations oh this is r&b mm. um like ray charles this is pop yeah, um, the early, the beginnings of pop. Right. Um, with all the other standards, you could just say that this is a classical or this is a classic. But th this right here, this song, I I feel like it it just it just uh, uh, listen, man. It sums just, it up. Just go ahead and play. This. Just right. just play the song, man. Just you want the, the instrument instrumental or the vocal? Instrumental only. Man, no. I would play the vocal. Okay. You want to know why I would play the vocal? Okay. Because people will sing with it. And here we go. Play the vocal. Here we go. So, look, we're going to play this out. And uh, cheers to each and every one of you. Thank you all for tuning in for uh, this episode of All Things Fine and Gentry. Lyrics and libations with Larry, a mule, Tide, Carol. We're just going to let this play and... Look, if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe, leave a review. Let us know what you think. Happy holidays, each and every one of you. This will be uh, the second to the last episode of this year. And uh, we, we appreciate each and every one of you for connecting with us. And uh, we look forward to connecting with you in the new year. Here we go.